When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. And greetings and salutations, brothers and sisters. Welcome to the best show on your radio. It is Freddie and Harry. Thank you very much. He is Harry Domas, a.k.a. Harry Douglas. and Freddie Coleman. Thanks for joining us. Presented by Progressive Insurance on the ESPN app. Sirius XM Channel 80. And also your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. He called it on Thursday. Harry Douglas said the Green Bay Packers were going to be the Kansas City Chiefs on the frozen tundra at Lambeau Field. And that's what happened last night. But that was not the only thing that Brother Douglas had to say. Because apparently, he let all of us know, Devin, Shannon, Josiah, that you're getting into arguments about the Coswell playoff with the elderly at an airport. Okay, so argument... It's not the right word. I had a healthy conversation. So I was able to meet this couple this morning, leaving from New Orleans in the Delta Sky Lounge down in in, in Louisiana. And wonderful couple, too. They've been married a very, very long time. Sylvester is is the older gentleman's name. And, you know, we got to talking about the college football playoffs. Uh And he's from Jacksonville, Florida. And I was like, well, give me your give me your take on it. And he was like, I think Florida State should be in. Well, I, I, I respectfully disagree. Okay. And we just kept going back and forth. And then we started laughing at the end. Okay. I was like, man, you just giving me practice for the weekend for my show, uh-huh. 3 p.m. and 7 p.m. Yeah. And he was like, you you on ESPN Radio? I was like, 3 p.m. and 7 p.m. There every day. Go. So Sylvester, I'm a, Mr. Sylvester is probably listening right now. That's right. Thank you for the conversation in the Delta Lounge. But we were going back and forth on it, too. He didn't back down. I didn't back down. Shocking that you didn't back down from an argument. I don't know, Mr. <laughs> Sylvester, but I get the sense that he was going to give it to you like DMX. And Sylvester going to give it to you. Sylvester going to give it to you. He was going to make sure that, hey, man, young fellow, I'm going to respect you, but I, I'm going to speak up for no, my it, Seminoles of Florida State. And, and what I really enjoyed was the simple fact that he made, you know, very compelling points. Absolutely. And they were valid. So that lets me know also that, you know, he mm-hmm. watches sports. He's mm-hmm. tuned into things. And yeah. I, I'm I'm even more excited that, you know, him and his wife are going to listen to us while they're in the car driving. Because I believe they're driving to South Carolina because that's where they live. They okay. were just, they was, they was landing here in Atlanta. So we, we gained we gained some more followers, man. And, no and I, appreci- I appreciate them. And we always appreciate anybody that joins us, part of Freddie and Harry Nation. It could be in the airport with Harry Douglas and Mr. Sylvester and his wife, or you can do that in the Dr. Pepper call in line at triple eight say ESPN. That is eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six. ESPN Nation presented by Dr. Pepper. It's not college football season or Harry winning friends and influencing elderly all over the place without the delicious taste and ice cold Dr. Pepper. It is the one fans deserve. We'll have that college football playoff conversation coming your way in thirty minutes. Did the committee get it right about the four that were put in and the two that were left out that comes your way in about thirty minutes? But before we get to that thing, the main 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 thing. The main thing. The main thing. The main thing. The main thing with Freddie and Harry. The 49ers whooped that thing. Notice the Eagles on Sunday. I mean, they beat the blood out of them. At one point, Harry Douglas, the offense of the San Francisco 49ers, was like the Rockets of Radio City Music Hall. One, two, three, kick. One, two, three, kick on the first two possessions. After that, it was all 49ers all the time. Mr. Purdy. 
Brock Purdy. I said this was a litmus test for that quarterback. It was going to be the most important game in his young NFL career, and he dialed it up. Four touchdowns, 314 yards. Any throw that he had to make, he was able to make against that Eagles defense on the road in that building in front of that crowd, in front of that environment. But for my money, the best player in the field was Debo Samuel. He was mouth almighty, tongue everlasting, leading up to the week, calling James Bradbury trash. He said it with his chest, as Kevin Hart likes to say. He stood on that box and said, hey, we're coming for you guys. For my money, he was the best player on the field because he talked that talk, and boy, did he walk that walk on Sunday in Philadelphia, upside the head and the bodies and the behinds of the Philadelphia Eagles. Freddie, this game was everything that I was expecting it to be. Could have been a little closer. Yeah, you would have you liked that. But it was a simple fact that the San Francisco 49ers this offseason, Debo Samuel during you know the Super Bowl last year went on first take in, yeah. you know, really expressed himself in what he felt would have happened mm-hmm. if they had their quarterback, Brock Purdy. The game would have been different. That's what he said. And everyone in the San Francisco 49ers organization felt that way. And a lot of people on the outside looking in thought everyone in that organization was crazy. Right. So Debo Samuel, fast forward to this year before this game, they going to the link again, going back to the link. Well, we've seen Jalen Hurts find ways to win, even when this football team, the Eagles, haven't been their best. They're the best. They had the best record, still have the best record in the National Football League. Yeah. But Debo Samuel warmed up with a ski mask. <laughs> Debo Samuel warmed up with some black Air Force One cleats. <laughs> Debo Samuel was about that life. And I love every bit of it. You see the San Francisco 49ers uh-huh. run through the warm-up drills yeah. of the Philadelphia Eagles, basically letting them know we here for all the smoke. Mm-hmm. So if you want the barbecue, yeah. we, we, got it. we got the coals fired up. And, man, Debo was just so excellent. Yards after the catch, Absolutely. being physical, but making his presence known. That's why it was imperative that we bring up Debo Samuel was missing when we seen Brock Purdy struggling a little bit. No doubt. Because we know how much he means to that offense and that team by his presence alone when he steps on that football field. When great players are out of a lineup, of course there's going to be an effect on everybody else. And we saw that when Debo Samuel was out and when Trent Williams was out, of course you're not going to be the same football team. But after he finished looking like he was going to rob a bank in lower Philadelphia, he went out there and robbed the souls of the Philadelphia Eagles. And he said, I meant what I said. Did you have a feeling coming in that, that this could be that kind of thing? Oh, I ain't going to lie. I was in that zone like all week long. For us, like, you know, um, they beat us in the NFC Championship. And, you know, at the end of the day, like, talking trash. I mean, this is part of the game. Um, hopefully nobody took it to heart because it's just all funny games at the end of the day. Debo. Baby, you know you made it personal. You can say whatever you want to make it sound nice. Debo, you know what Debo is? He's the kind of person that says, oh, yeah, I'll babysit your bad behind kids. They don't mean it. It sounds nice. That's exactly <laughs> what he said. He was like, it was all fun and games. If anybody took it personally, he made it really, really personal. Not just to the Eagles, but to his football team. He said, guys, I believe in you. I know if we had Brock Purdy at quarterback, we would have been NFC champions. We might have been Super Bowl champions. I'm willing to step out there on my faith and my trust in this football team. What are you guys going to do about it? And they followed his lead, even Brock Purdy. I mean, Debo's Debo, man. He's fun to be around. He's electric at, you know, within meetings and then obviously out in the practice field in the locker room and stuff. Maybe he was saying some stuff that was fun for all of us to hear in a sense. Like, Debo's just having fun with it, you know? But was it anything out of the ordinary? I don't think so. I mean, Debo's Debo. He's fun to be around, man. So he was re- we all knew he was ready for this game. He's been waiting for it for a long time. And, yeah, that was that. So the, his play did the rest. 
And you got to love that, right? You, you talk about some of the best, best players on the San Francisco 49ers embracing mm-hmm. the challenge that has come up, which mm-hmm. was the Philadelphia Eagles. Mm-hmm. Understanding the magnitude of the game. Right. Letting your teammates know, hey, I got y'all. Y'all follow me. I'm the leader of the troops. I need y'all to follow suit. That's what Debo told him. And when I did, hey, hey y'all, tuck your chain. Debo coming. Who? <laughs> Debo. And he took every single chain from the Philadelphia Eagles. Just like Debo on Friday. <laughs> yes, he did. Rushing the football, receiving the football. When, yeah. you, when Brock Purdy can throw a five-yard pass mm-hmm. and Debo Samuel can take it to the, to the crib, take it to the house, that's a luxury. When he could throw a two-yard pass yep. on a screenplay mm-hmm. and Debo Samuel could take it to the crib, take it to the house, that's a luxury. But let me talk about Brock Purdy now. Have at it. Because we have somebody on staff that continues to question Purdy, mm-hmm. Brock Purdy, yep. and Devin Kane. I can no longer allow you to question Brock Purdy. Yes. Damn, Dev. Devin what Kane. more does he have to yeah. do? I know it's got to see. What more? I know it's got to see it weekend. And you said I got to see it from Brock Purdy. So I, Devin Kane, four touchdown passes, three hundred fourteen yards, no interceptions, no turnovers. What you got to see now, Devin Kane? I got to see him doing the playoffs. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. Listen, I'm 80% oh, of the way there. You look really good. If you want to be elite, if you want to get you, – you, now you're going to get the uh-uh, Dak treatment. We're not, hold on. We're not throwing that little word. So let, let's go ahead and get this straight. Let's get uh, this out of the way. All right. Here on Freddie and Harry with Devin Kane, Harry Dells, Freddie Coleman on ESPN Radio. Brock Purdy is a really, really good quarterback. He's yes, a great he quarterback. Yes, he is. We going to stop throwing people in elite categories right. when people haven't even played five years of football. Well, he hasn't. Even, he's barely played one legitimate season in the National Football League. Correct. Now, now right now, he is now the favorite to win the NFL EM MVP according to ESPN Bet. His odds are three to one. Dak Prescott at plus three twenty five. This is just like the NFL. This will change next week. Mark my words. Let Jalen Hurts go out there and have a performance of a lifetime on the road versus Dallas. Watch his odds change when it comes to being an MVP Oh, even Dak. Yeah, let Dak go out there and ball out. Dak's going to be the leader after that no if, doubt, if, if yeah. the Cowboys can win. No doubt about that. But you said it the proper way in terms of let's stop making sure that, oh, now Brock Purdy is this. You know what? That changes week by week because the same people that are hopping up Brock Purdy now with the same people saying, yeah, the league's caught up to him. The league is... I, I told you guys are overrating Brock Purdy. You're making too much about a Brock Purdy. Those same people now saying, man, that guy's an MVP candidate. And woo, the 49ers are the best team in the league if Brock Purdy continues to play like that. So let me clarify elite for some of the people that are listening right now that don't know the difference. So I, and I, I want to make sure I make that distinction. Patrick Mahomes uh-huh. is elite. Yes. Tom Brady is elite. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Joe Montana is elite. Mm-hmm. Peyton Manning is elite. Mm-hmm. Those guys are elite, right. okay? Mm-hmm. So we're not just going to be throwing people in those categories. Brock Purdy is a great quarterback. No Trust doubt. me. Yeah. Brock Purdy is balling out. He's doing his thing. But that elite conversation, we're going to say that when Brock Purdy has a ton of more years right. under his belt. Paul Ross hit us on Twitter, Coleman ESPN and H. Douglas 83. By the way, in this conversation on the 49s right now, the best team in the NFL. Let us know at Triple H say ESPN 888-729-3776. We want to hear from you on the Dr. Pepper calling line. Paul Ross hit us on Twitter. He said, Big Dom showed more fight against any against the 49ers than any Eagles player when it comes to that. For those who didn't see that, Big Dom, I guess, his title is head of security, but he's allowed on the sidelines 
for the Philadelphia Eagles. Anytime you see like a player being walked to the locker room or out in public, Big Dom is that bodyguard kind of guy. Big Dom is that Paulie Walnuts kind of guy like from the Sopranos. And yesterday, altercation to sideline, Drake Greenlaw to San Francisco 49ers, and he deserved to get the penalty. He picked up Devontae Smith, slammed him to the ground, and modern NFL, you can't do that. But all of a sudden, big old Dom got out there trying to defend his players, and Drake Greenlaw's like, who the bleep were you? Put his <laughs> finger in his face. Big Dom said, that's BS. He gets ejected, Drake Greenlaw. Big Dom gets ejected. I'm thinking, why was your big behind out there in the first place? Trying to get in the middle of something. He's like Suge Knight, trying to be all in the videos, <laughs> trying to be all about this. Death Row is nothing without me. Snoop and Dr. Dre, they need me. Hey, Big Dom, Shannon Penn, our producer, Harry said it best. Bro, know your place. If you want to try to break things up, but even so, that's not your place to do that. You want to be Philadelphia head of security? Then secure the locker room. Do that kind of nonsense. And then the crowd's clapping for, oh, big time, he's our hero. You know what happened to your hero? He became a sandwich like the rest of your team yesterday by the San Francisco 49ers. He had no business being on the sidelines interjecting himself into the conversation when it came to that game between the Eagles and 49ers. Yeah, and I would say this, like, and I understand that he, 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 it's not like he grabbed Drake Greenlaw and would try to drag him around all the place. But at the same time, why are you even touching him? You touch Thank your you. own touch your own guy. Don't touch the opposing team guy. You're head of security for the Philadelphia Eagles, not the San Francisco 49ers. So that whole thing, and I still I still don't understand why Drake Greenlaw got ejected. Me I neither. thought that was soft as hell, in my opinion, yeah, me, that me, they made that too. decision. Yeah, like that that because that could have been a deciding factor in mm-hmm. San Francisco losing a football game. No doubt. I mean, about it didn't that. come down to it, but it would have been a topic of conversation if the Philadelphia Eagles would have won that game. Right. And the linebacker position uh, came up short in that matchup as well. Even Nick Sirianni, the coach of Eagles, he knew that what Big Dom did was wrong because he apologized profusely after the game to Kyle Shanahan. But to your point about the referee, you there was no need to eject anybody, in my opinion. You go to Dre Greenlaw and you go to Big Dom, but you go to both coaches and say, hey, handle your people. Yep. You go to Nick Sirianni and say, I know who Big Dom is. Tell his big behind that he has no business being that close to the sidelines, injecting himself into that game. And you go to Kyle Shannon and say, man, I'm not, I'm not going to tell you a guy again. Dre Greenlaw's done this before. He keeps doing this, and then he'll wind up throwing himself out of this game by committing that kind of needless penalty. He knows exactly what his reputation is. You're right. The referee could have gone to both coaches and said, you handle that guy, and you handle that guy. Because if I have to handle it, I'm throwing everybody out of here at this stadium. But I'm, I'm with you. Dre Greenlaw had no business being thrown out of that game. And can you imagine, let's say the Eagles won that football game, Mm, mm, without him mm. being on the field one of the best linebackers in the NFL, that's the last thing you would have needed if you were the National Football League. Now, for the Philadelphia Eagles, Meanwhile. now it's time to get on y'all. Uh, mm-hmm. That defense, that third down defense. You called it, man. That pass defense is horrendous. Number 39, let me say his name, Eli Ricks. Let me show you some respect. Number 39, Eli Ricks. We know what a fish is, and if I know what a fish is, everybody that they play know the, what a fish is. The Dallas Cowboys and C.D. Lamb attack Eli Ricks. Last night, we seen the San Francisco 49ers with Jawan Jennings attack Eli Ricks. So they're going to have to figure some things out right. moving forward now because the middle of the football field was already a deficiency. Now you have a rookie playing in the slot position against guys that can play the game very, very well at the wide receiver position, and he's getting ate up left and right. They're going to have to make some changes. They're going to have to figure some things out because if this continues, 
they're going to lose more games than they want to lose. Jalen Hurts, Eagles quarterback, what happened to your dudes yesterday? It's, it's, it's not a matter of winning or losing. It's just about playing to the standard, and we didn't play to the standard. Typically, when you play to the standard, you win, and I don't think we played to the standard and won yet. We didn't play to the standard, and, and today we lost. It's, it's a great team we played, and we have to uh, go back and reflect on it, learn from it, watch the film, and, and grow. Because going to what you just said, they got C.D. Lamb and the Cowboys on the road next week. The week after that, they got D.K. Metcalf and that group in Seattle who were putting it on the Dallas Cowboys even though they lost that game on Thursday. If they're not able to fix that. I'm not throwing the Eagles out like this. Right now, the 49 oh, no, no, no. Yeah, right now, the 49 are the best team in the National Football League. Right now. Yep. Underline those two words. Right now. Put them in bold words. Right now. Because this Eagles team, they're going to show that resilience that I've seen all year long. But those kind of trouble spots. That offense didn't look in rhythm. A.J. Brown only had 37 yards receiving yesterday. He was shut down by the 49ers. And, yeah, they got the personnel to do that. But if you're an Eagles team right now, you better go out there and you better beat Dallas on Sunday. You better go out there next Sunday night and not lose that football game. Because if you do, that is back-to-back losses to two teams that you're probably going to have to deal with in the playoffs. One that put it on you yesterday in San Francisco and the other one who was a, a bad first half away from calling it a comeback against your team in Philadelphia. If you lose that game on Sunday, all of a sudden, there could be a little turbulence in the land of Big Dom when it comes to the Eagles in Philadelphia. Freddie, there's no better time for me to be in Dallas, Texas, or should I say Arlington, Texas. That's right. Mm -hmm. In Jerry's world Mm -hmm. for Sunday night football Uh with a chance for the Cowboys to have the same record Right. As the Philadelphia Eagles. Okay. It, 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 I don't think it would be a better time for me to be in that building. And don't think for one bit, with Dak playing the way he's playing, with C.D. Lamb playing the way he's playing, right. that that pass defense is not going to get attacked. That that slot position yeah. where Eli Ricks uh, plays is not going to get tested over and over and over. But, oh, my antennas went off. C.D. Lamb plays in the slot a lot. Last time I checked, yeah. Uh, they better wake up. They better yeah. figure something out. Yeah, because his name's going to go from Eli Ricks to Eli getting picked on if they don't mm-hmm. figure that out for the Philadelphia Eagles. Marcus in Texas won the win on the San Francisco 49ers beating Philadelphia 888-729-3776. Marcus, are the 49ers right now the best team in the NFL? Hello? Go ahead, Marcus. What you got, my man? No. Oh, okay. Thanks for answering. No, I was calling no. San Francisco is not the best team in the NFL. Okay. Um, who is? And who is? Yeah. Uh, to me, uh, Baltimore, the okay. Ravens are the best team. And I was actually calling because um, I looked at the game yesterday, and what I saw was Purdy. He has like five, six throws that he does. The screenplay, excellent at it, but he, um, going from five yards, ten yards, there he throws it. Is the players, whether it's Debo, Christian, they break tackles, go all the way, thirty, forty yards. Of course, the quarterback gets gets um, gets. Um, Marcus, really quick, can I ask you a question? Yeah. What about all the throws that Brock Purdy makes that that he throws with anticipation mm-hmm. in front of like he's two a and good anticipation. He's a good intent, but there are there are there are like certain throws, and whether they're they're inside the the numbers, yeah, 
or screenplays. But that's basically it. it- so I, I gotta, I gotta say this. Mm-hmm. So since Kyle Shanahan has been calling plays in the National Football League, uh-huh. I haven't seen a quarterback play the position like Brock Purdy under his system, and that's including a Matt Ryan who mm-hmm. won MVP with him. Brock Purdy plays better in that system than Jimmy Garoppolo ever did with the 49ers. 100%. Ever did. They look a lot better because, to your point, he can make those anticipation throws. And I get what Marcus is trying to say. He throws and he makes effective what I call those long shorties. You throw it short and the guy goes long. I'm not going to punish Brock Purdy because he gets the ball to playmakers in space and they can make a play. Isn't that what you're supposed to do with the quarterback position? Or he throws it accurately enough to where the, the guys can have the ability to run after the catch. Because I know some quarterbacks would throw it on your back hip and mm-hmm. not give you that ability to have yak yards yards after the catch. Right, no doubt about that. I'm not going to punish Brock Purdy for making the system extremely effective the way he, get the, he gets the ball out of his hands quickly and to his guys on time. Billy in Illinois, are the 49ers the best team in the NFL? Why or why not? They are because it, it kind of reminded me of like the Rocky movie uh, when Drago met uh, Apollo for the first time. Everybody's really quick to the point today. Yeah, they, yeah, they are. <laughs> they really I thought are. he was going to span a little I, bit I was, more. <laughs> I, was wait, I wanted more. I was expecting more. But his his analogy is is right. Like in that first, when Drago's, I must break you. The 49ers were Drago yesterday, and unfortunately for the Eagles, they weren't Rocky. They were Apollo Creed. Mm-hmm. Now we'll see exactly what kind of Rocky they're going to be, especially when they got the Cowboys going on the road to try to right that wrong that happened yesterday versus San Francisco. Keep weighing in on the 49ers, the best team in the NFL right now. Let us know the Dr. Pepper call on the line at 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Hit us on Twitter as well at HDouglas83 and at Coleman ESPN. With Harry Douglas, I'm Freddie Coleman. Thanks for joining us on Freddie and Harry. No Florida State in the college football playoff. This is completely wrong. But their case is not as good as this team's. We'll get to that next on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. 
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. The Freddie and Harry Podcast. It is a Reggae Monday edition of Freddie and Harry, presented by Progressive Insurance. He is Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman. Thanks for joining us on Sirius X and Channel 80. And always, always tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. Sometimes the music writes itself on this show, especially after this weekend, because I guarantee you there are plenty of Florida State people and Georgia people need all the reggae vibes and good vibes they can muster after what the committee, Harry, did to their teams on Sunday. They say, Michigan, come on in. Washington, come on down. Texas, come on down. Alabama, come on down. And they said, Florida State and Georgia, stay there. Hold on to that beer. They were not invited to the Coswell playoff. I'm not trying to make sport out of this whole thing. But I will say this. We're going to miss this next year. When we had 12 teams in the playoff, because any conversation is not going to be like the conversations that we heard, that we were a part of, that we experienced when the committee at 12:17 Eastern time said, Michigan, here's your ticket. Washington, here's your ticket. Texas, here's your ticket. Alabama, here's your ticket. Florida State and Georgia, uh, you got to go to the club down the block. You can't get in here. Let me say this, Freddie. What happened this weekend was the worst nightmare for the college football playoff committee. Because if Georgia would have won that football game, I believe things would have been a lot easier, right? The fact that Alabama beat Georgia in the SEC championship game, Mm -hmm. and if beforehand, before they picked the four, if they had any indications that they were going to put Alabama in, they immediately had to put Texas in. Right. No doubt. Immediately had to put Texas in. Because Texas won that head to head. Now, let's go ahead and dive into this. Because, you know, there are a lot of people that feel some type of way about Florida State not getting in. There are other people who feel, who are on the other side of the spectrum, that think the committee made the right decision. So mm-hmm. for me personally, let me talk about what Florida State University means to me. All right. Florida State University means everything to me, and here's why I say that. My brother graduated from there. My brother played there. When my brother transferred from Auburn, that university looked out for my brother. Freddie, you know me. You know what my brother means to me, and that's my best friend. Absolutely. And if my brother's not all right, then damn it, I'm not good. Got it. That, that's how close we are. Now, saying that, it's unfortunate that their football team didn't get into the college football playoffs. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to be honest with you. I wanted the four best teams in the college football playoffs. That's not saying Florida State right. isn't a really, really good team or a great team. Sure. I didn't want to see Florida State in that college football playoffs without their starting quarterback. I didn't. Even the backup. They, they I didn't, didn't, I didn't, backup. I didn't want to see him in there with the second-string quarterback. I really, I didn't. Because when I look at, when I watch those games, the game against Florida, when I watch the game against Louisville, I'm saying to myself, mm-hmm. if Florida State is playing any one of these other schools, yeah. 
would it look like this? How many points would they be losing by? That's that's the first thing that came to my mind. No matter what kind of defense they have that's playing the lead level. Exactly. Okay. Because when you're playing against a better offense, not saying Louisville's not a good offense, mm-hmm. but the quarterback position for Louisville, kind of suspect. Trust me, I went on my mm-hmm. rant on Twitter. I mm-hmm. went on my rant on the airplane. People thought I was crazy as hell. Yeah. But when you have a Jalen Milro, when you have a J.J. McCarthy, when you have a Michael Penix, when you have a Quinn Ewers, I would take those guys overtaking Tate Rodemaker, mm-hmm. Rodemaker, whichever, whichever one it is, <laughs> all day, every day. And, mm-hmm. and, and it's unfortunate, like I said, and I got to say this, life isn't fair all the time. No it really isn't. It isn't. Because I do feel for though Keon Coleman, a Jaheim Bell, a Jared Verse who came back to school. I feel for those guys. But at the same time, what might what these two eyes right here want to watch during mm-hmm. the college football playoffs right. is the best matchups possible. Mm-hmm. I don't want to see one game lopsided, one game dynamic. I don't. I want to see them both lopsided, and I think we have an opportunity to have two solid games before the championship game. Well, another Florida State graduate like your brother does not agree with you at all. He has EJ Manuel of the ACC Network. This is completely wrong. This is a crime, not not necessarily a crime, but a travesty truly to the players of this Florida State team who were able to show resilience, were able to show endurance, were able to show that they can win in multiple ways. And guys, isn't that what football is about? When did football become the, the game of quarterback? It's the game of football. And ultimately, if you have a team that can win a game without their star player and you still finish undefeated, you beat your rival on the road right here with Tate Rodemaker, you have an ACC championship game with your third-string quarterback, and you still beat them. You also put up more offensive yards than the Michigan team against Iowa in their conference championship, but they're a Power 5 conference champion, and they're now in the college football playoff as the number one team. And Florida State is left out at number five. I understand <laughs> Alabama beats Georgia. Texas also beat Alabama, but ultimately, this is a travesty to this Florida State football team. I feel bad for the players. That's what E.J. Manning, ACC never said on first take. Another Florida State grad, Deion Sanders. On Good Morning America, the Colorado head coach, he was like, hey, EJ, slow your roll. Coach Norvell did a great job of handling it and uh, speaking his voice. But you got to understand big market football. I mean, it, you're not going to have a college football playoff without Nick Saban, the, the, the godfather, and uh, the Alabama team. You, It's tough. Now, that could have been the Aflac speaking because they're both, you know, they get paid by Aflac. They've had a previous relationship. But here's the deal with all that you said, all that EJ Manuel said, all that Deion Sanders said, all that we've heard so far. If anybody has a better case of being left out, it's Georgia. Bingo. How can you be number one and number two all this time? You have a bad afternoon because that team on the other side, Alabama, last time I checked, pretty damn good. And they've been coming on strong ever since they lost to Texas. You go from being number one and number two and completely out, Florida State can moan and groan all they want. And I understand it. I know if my team was left out of college football playoff, I wouldn't like it either. But if anybody has a better case to be upset, it's those dudes who are number one and number two, according to the committee, all year long when it comes to Georgia. And if that team's in the playoff, they would have stood a much better chance than Florida State because last time I checked, they're pretty intact. The injuries that they have, they got five-star guys replacing them. Jordan Travis means that much to Florida State. With him not being there, the committee said, man, that team's going to get boat raced along the lines of maybe TCU, what happened to them versus Georgia National Championship game. But if anybody has a better case to be upset, and I'm not, I'm not an SEC apologist, I'm not an ACC hater, I'm just giving it to you straight. If anybody has a more of a chance to be upset, it's a team that was number one and number two all year long. 
and you're trying to tell me that all of a sudden Michigan, Washington, Texas, and Alabama are better than Georgia to be more in the playoff. If anybody's a better case to be upset, in my opinion, it's those dogs from Georgia more than those Knowles from Florida State. So let me tell you what's crazy. So on Saturdays on College Game Day, I do this segment, The Cheesiest Fan, where mm-hmm. you know we talk to the cheesiest fan. And today I picked a guy. He was at the SEC Championship game in Michigan gear. So the first thing I asked wow. him was like, bro, are you on your kind of stallions? Like, why are you here? <laughs> like, wh- why, why are you here? Like, the game that you're, that you're looking forward to right. is being played in Indianapolis. Why right. are you here, right? So but he I asked knew. Him, he knew. So, There's so no reason. Him, I said, for Michigan, Michigan wins today. Who would you want to play? You know, you know the first school he he told me, Florida State. Yeah, he said Florida State. So let also let us not diminish the simple fact that they've matched Michigan up, the number one team with Alabama. With Alabama, and they didn't look too excited about that when they saw that come up on the screen. They're like, "Oh, we got them." Freddie, you bring up my next point. Michigan looked at that and was like, "Oh hell." We have to play Alabama. They forgot the cameras was watching. Mm-hmm. They forgot the whole world was watching them. Mm-hmm. So if people don't like the Connor Stallions and the cheating scandal and all that whole nine, don't ignore the fact that they may have matched Michigan up with Alabama to try to get them the hell out of there. Nothing is off the table. Nothing. On planet Earth. He's Harry Douglas, Freddie Cohen, together and Freddie and Harry and ESPN Radio. Speaking of the great state of Georgia, Will in Georgia wants to weigh in on this about the Coswell Committee. Did they get it right by moving Florida State out and moving Alabama and Texas in at 888-729-3776? Big Willie Style, what you got? Hey, what's going on, guys? Thank you for taking my call. Absolutely. Uh, last, for the record, last week, Harry, I did tell you that Florida State was going to beat Louisville. But um, <laughs> what I was going to say, I, 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 as, as, but, you know, as I was sitting here listening to you all, I, I'm changing what I was going to say. I'm going to give you a quick scenario. You know, in Monopoly, when you get that card, that get-out-of-jail-free card, you hold on to it in case you get yourself in a bind. And yes, I sir. feel like that's what the, the committee did in this scenario. Because when Jordan Travis first got hurt, they said, oh, it wasn't about his injury, so we kept them at four. Then they moved Florida State down to five, and then they took them back to four again. So it was kind of like, well, let's hold his card just in case, for some kind of way, Alabama beats Georgia. So that way I can get an SEC team into the playoffs. Now, I give, I give you credit. I'll say this. Georgia deserved it to be in there if anybody. If not Georgia, then there should not have been an SEC team in it. But in order to do that, then you go against everything of the ESPN slash SEC brand. I'm going to call it what it is. <laughs> so that's why I feel like they kept that card, and now everybody's saying because Jordan Travis is not there, now we want to play that card. That's not right, man. And my heart goes out to the players because I'm like, well, we preach to these kids that you keep going, you, keep, you, you don't give up, you play through uh, adversity. Those guys found a way to win. It may not have been pretty by our eyes, by what we wanted to see, a 41-42 to game, 38-35. But Florida State players got out there, that defense, they found a way to win. The running game, 189 yards against Louisville. They found a way to win. Isn't that what football is all about? No, you have a great point. And and that's why I say say it's it's unfortunate. But at the same time, Mm -hmm. while I'm watching that football game on the airplane, in the back of my mind, I'm saying to myself, 
Florida State may have a first-class ticket to not make the playoffs because of what the offense looks like with my eyes. It was the worst kind of time for Florida State, not just losing Jordan Travis, but how they looked against a team in the SEC that didn't play 500 football in Florida and how they looked versus Louisville. And you're exactly right. And Will's spot on in terms of having that get-out-of-jail-free card. It also shows the influence of the SEC. It also shows really the influence of Nick Saban the Alabama head coach, because Mm -hmm. he said, if a team from our conference is not in this playoff, then what are we doing? Greg Sankey, the most powerful man in college athletics, the SEC commissioner, when he was on college game day, they said, what about not having an SEC team in? He goes, yeah, come on now. That's not real world. One of these things is just not like the other. When you put it out there and those committee members can say all they want, they were paying attention. They were watching college game day. They heard Nick Saban. And when Alabama beat Georgia, they said, if we have to choose one or the other, we're going to choose a guy that's still the most powerful coach in college football over a Georgia team that had won 29 straight. And it took an Alabama team to stop that streak. Really quick, Freddie, man, I, w- I had a chance to talk to Greg Sankey for a little bit mm-hmm. when he got off of game day. And I said, man, you got these J's on. What you know about these J's? He, had his, he did. He had some J's yes, on. I said, look at you yeah. up in hip with the times, jaywalking in around college game day. <laughs> he felt good, too. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah, you better make sure you stay on the good side of Greg Sankey. Hey. Because if I, you don't, it's going to be just Freddie by himself because Harry Douglas will disappear if you get on the bad just side. Just rubbing shoulders. Just rubbing shoulders. That's, that's right. all. You know, just, rubbing shoulders. Glad handling. Did the Coswell Committee get it right? We both believe, yeah. I guarantee you, you don't agree. Triple H say ESPN, 888-729-3776. Michigan, Washington, Alabama, Texas, in. Florida State, Georgia, out. Did the committee get it right? 888-729-3776. Your calls are next on Freddie and Harry, and this is ESPN Radio. This is the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. It is a reggae Monday known as Freddie and Harry with my man Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman. Appreciate you joining us on Sirius XM Channel 80. And always, always tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. Did the college football committee get it right by having Michigan, Alabama, that's one semifinal game, Washington, Texas, the other semifinal game part of college football playoff, but no Georgia and no Florida State. Did the committee get it right? We can't wait to hear from you because we believe they did. You can agree or disagree at Triple H say ESPN 888-729-3776. Rockin' Rob in New Jersey. Did the college football playoff committee get it right by adding those four, meaning Michigan, Washington, Texas, and Alabama, but keeping Florida State and Georgia out? 100%. Without a doubt. 100%. Expand, Rob. Expand Give us some more, Rob. Give us some more, Rob. All right. Well, number one, without that Florida State defense, they're going to lose one of those two games or maybe both of those games. So Florida State without that quarterback, it's like watching the Jets. Sorry, but I mean, Aaron Rodgers is going nowhere. <laughs> I mean, I want to take, oh, sorry, Jets fan. You're not but, sorry, Robert. I mean, continue. Look at, the Jets. <laughs> look at the Jets and how they sputter. They sputtered without their number one quarterback, and that defense kept them in those games. The best part of what Rob said is that he's true. The worst part is it gives Mr. Falcon here, Harry Douglas, more ammunition. You said Falcons? Yeah, that was the worst. The best thing he said, he's right. They look like the New York Jets at defense. The worst thing is it gives you as a Florida State, as a Florida State, not alum, but a Louisville alum, but a Falcons player more ammunition to say, that's what the Falcons do to people. Freddie, no lie. So 
when me and Steve Levely, when we were calling the game this weekend, we had like breaks, right? We were checking our phones like for other scores. Mm-hmm. And we were laughing at the Falcons and the Jets score. It was like, hmm, hell of a baseball score. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like when it was 10 to 8, I was like, geez. Uh-huh. Like what is really going on? It was, I think it was 5 to 2 or yeah, something. Yeah. It may have been. It, it was crazy. It, the entire game. It was like watching the, watching the worst pickup softball game ever. Yes, it, it was brutal. Yeah, but at least your team's in first place. So, you know, oh, there, there, yeah, there, that's there. how we're going to address them from yeah, here on yeah, out. Yeah. My brother Freddie, I love you, man. Yeah, yeah, I bet you do. Because making your team sound better because my team couldn't play any worse. And speaking of the New York Jets, according to reports out there, it seems that the Jets want Zach Wilson to be the starting quarterback again, but he's reluctant to be the starting quarterback. And I wonder, is he reluctant because he knows they're reluctant? Or is he reluctant because he doesn't want to do it anymore and he won't have people just throwing shade at him all the time for not being a good quarterback of the Jets? Inquiring minds want to know. So he doesn't want to play football? Well, Robert Sala, the Jets head coach, says that Zach Wilson came to him and he reiterated that Wilson wants the ball and that he feels like he's the best quarterback in the room. He said the young man wants the ball they just spoke. So whatever apprehension or reluctance that he might have had, apparently having that conversation has allowed his reluctance to go to the other side. It's crazy, man. Like we mm-hmm. we're in an era where mm-hmm. a third year player is reluctant to go out there and play the game of football yes. to prove himself. Yeah. Like, and not just to the boy, Jets. think about that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's me, crazy. Meanwhile, back in college football, Curtis in North Carolina wants to weigh in. Georgia, Florida State didn't get in, but Michigan, Washington, Texas, and Alabama did when it comes to college football playoffs. Big Curtis, what you got to say, my friend? What's going on, fellas? Freddie Harry, what's popping, man? We're good, we're hey, good. Check it out. Listen, I think Georgia got hoes. Don't get me wrong. I'm SEC, I'm SEC all day, but they didn't get a chance to defend their national title. And you cannot sit here and tell me that you think that every team that's in the college football player is better than Georgia who hadn't lost a game in two years and they lost by three points to Alabama. Like, I, I, I don't see how they're not four. I, I actually would have had them at four. I'm still happy if Florida State doesn't get in because, I mean, ACC, we already know what that is. Why don't Why don't we just go ahead and put both SEC teams in and see what happens and let's run it back? So here's the problem, and, and, and what you're saying is valid. Georgia didn't win their conference. Right. Georgia would have been the only team in the college football playoffs without a conference title. Mm-hmm. Florida State definitely would have had an issue with that. They didn't win their conference. They right. lost. They had an opportunity to win their conference. They didn't win it. Yeah. They treated Georgia like a mid-major college basketball team who won the regular season championship but lost in the championship game. And that should not have happened to a team that was number one or number two all season long. In the NFL, this may be the most dangerous team out there that you don't know about, but that Harry Douglas told you about last week. We'll talk about that next. Thanks for listening to the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. You can also listen to Freddie and Harry live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch and listen on the ESPN app, the Freddie and Harry podcast.